You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson and it is 8.05 a.m. this morning and we just had a fantastic segment with Jennifer Skews. We'll come back to that. But it's come time now for us to actually have our next quiz question, please, Lawson. All right, here we go. Next quiz question in Proverbs 1. It is useless to spread a net in front of what kind of animals? I love this. I love this passage. I think this is like the Proverbs is just full of like a bunch of insightful sayings and illustrations. And again, this one comes from Proverbs 1. It is useless to spread a net in front of what kind of animals? 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prizes from this week, Preaching from the Grave by Fiditis Nadeem Gabe, as well as The Man That the Anzacs Revered. 0491-064-669 is the number to text to answer that question correctly. The more answers you get correct, more chances you have to win. But again, that question was, according to Proverbs 1, it is useless to spread a net in front of what animal? Mm, text us in your answer, 0491-064-669. And we've had answers coming through for our quiz questions, all coming through fantastically. We've also got a few texts we want to read out here. David says earlier, I prefer this song by Alan Jackson, Standing on the Promises of God. So earlier we had the one playing by Salah, right at the very start to wake everyone up. And David's favourite is by Alan Jackson. And that's all, all good. We all have our favourite singers mm. as well or versions that we like. David also writes in to me when we were talking previously about Spanish, you were trying to do your Spanish and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said that I'm spot Polish. So David obviously knows here a little bit of Polish because he says, which is basically happy Sabbath was on Saturday. So mm. yeah, that comes up. Of course, you know, biblically speaking, we talk about the Sabbath being on the seventh day of the week. That's according to creation. Um, you know, at the end of Genesis 1 and beginning of Genesis 2 particularly, and then it follows through in throughout the Bible as well. So thanks for that, David. You did really well with with the spelling, couple of spelling typo errors. Um, but, <laughs> but overall, especially the biggest long ones, Chanchli Vega, you did really well oh, with that man, one. So we, are, we are just big time criticizers. You know, we're, no, we're, no, I'm we're, just saying he no, did no, no, well. well. I was criticizing you. Uh, no, because when we were talking about the Spanish pronunciation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were having a real go at me, but yeah. then I'm used to that as well. So, <laughs> Can I ask a question? How do you say, like, how are you in Polish? Yakshimash. Yakshimash. Yak. Yakshimash. Mush. 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 And so, so here's the thing. In English, you have the SH, which is a yeah. sh. Yeah. In Polish, it's a sh. Sh. mush. So the tongue goes into a different place. Mush. The lips moves. It's a sh. Sh. That's it. Yakshimash. That's it. Okay. Hey, okay. Yes. And then how would I say like good? Dobrze. Dobrze. Yeah. Dobrze. Yakshimash. Dobrze. Dobrze. Okay. And so, so a good thank you is Dobrze Dziękujem. Dobrze Dziękujem. 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 Now we, you know, we've got Polish listeners on I'm, the station. I'm going to, I'm going to come we back do it. tomorrow. We do. I'm gonna f- some of my family in Adelaide listens. I'm so you've got to do this really well. Here's a Polish listen again. Yakshimash. Yakshimash. Dobrze dziękuję. Dobrze dziękuję. Dobrze dziękuję. What was the last word? Dziękuję. 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 I'm going to practice tonight. I'm going to come back and flex my Polish. This is like my favorite thing to do, really, like learn languages. That's really cool. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, and you're going to say, 
But here's the and one then that you're going to ask and you or something, absolutely. whatever that word is. But here's is. the one you need to do for our Polish listeners. Maybe uh-huh. that's something that we can actually do each day. <laughs> try to find a different language that we're going to say hello to, to our listeners in Polish. I reckon, not in Polish, sorry, in, in a different language. In a bunch language. of different languages. So this one is the one for a good day or, you know, for the start of the day. It's like, Dzień dobry. Dzień dobry. Dzień. Dzień. Dobry. Dobry. That's it. Dzień dobry. Close, it's like good day. Enough. It's like uh, Buenos Dias. Yeah. Buenos Dias. Dzień. Dzień. Hold on. It's not Japanese. It's sounding a bit Jane. Japanese. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Okay. Anyway. I want to get this out. Hey, listen. If you are listening this morning and maybe you're from a background where you speak a different, different language. Different language. Text us. Let us know. You've either got a different first language or a different second language or you know a bunch of or languages. Or you learnt another language. Hey, yeah. give us a text. 0491-064-669. Text us in the language that you speak or the languages that you speak. And we would love to learn some phrases and just... That, Get them done. That's right. Or text in your favorite phrases, oh. and, and I'm going to translate them. I'm going to preemptively translate them so you can't oh, get us but, with saying some naughty stuff. But. Sure, but here's <laughs> the thing. You've got to actually write in what the language is that you know and what the phrase actually means when you send that in. For sure. I reckon that's the key thing. But also, let us know where you learnt the language if you actually weren't born with that one. Yeah, I think that would be fascinating. So, yeah, sure. text us in. Let us know. 0491 Hey, how good was our segment with Jennifer Skews? Always mm. love her stuff. Hey, how we get off the roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster. Mm. And she, of course, mentioned about this at the start that we lose control of our rational mind when we actually allow passion to take over mm. so much more. And here's the some of, some of the things. She said, of course, this, the questions we ask ourselves that are really crucial. But here were some of the steps that she actually mentioned. And this is really key look at things objectively rather than mm. subjectively so step back and go what is that what is the picture here what are we actually looking at mm. but then also she says develop a self-awareness stay in good health because when we're in better health we actually don't think we think more you know a balance between our rational mind and our emotions rather than thinking mm. emotionally if our, our health is not so good and then she also added, step back and look at the real issues to so write some of the things down because the emotional stuff, if we write it down, our, what we write down will be emotionally loaded rather than loading it onto the other person that we're mm. upset with or the situation that we're upset with. And so I, I love those tips. Mm. Eh? Just really great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I love the perspective that she shared of being an observer rather That's than it, like step a... Step back. That's the other one. Yeah, I think. yeah step, being an observer back. rather than maybe like a participant mm. or or someone who's like kind of acting within the situation because I feel like when we can have some 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 observation you know when we can transcend those situations that we're in a little bit to be able to think about hey what what, how do I actually feel Mm. about this and how am I going to react it's so good you know the advice was shared hey don't don't send out emails when you're emotional don't send text messages when you're emotional be careful I've definitely done that and the result has been it's not just angry as well it's either like upset or sad or or yeah, and you say things that's like that's not me, mm. but but it well okay, now people think it is you because mm. that is the way that you've reacted, and so there's so much need to just consider like, hey, what is actually happening here? How do I feel about it, and how should I appropriately respond? And I think when you you can make those decisions in the moment mm. by pre preparing. For those situations. And you might be thinking, it's like, oh, how can I pre-prepare for such an awful situation? How can I know the way that I react? That is a decision that you make. Mm. Like, that is a decision that you make that, hey, despite what happens, I'm going to be calm. Despite what happens, I'm going to be 
yeah, I'm not going to get upset. It's mm. so key to be able to do that. It's, it's a decision that you make beforehand so that when you get into those situations, you can react appropriately and people can, you know, be benefited by your presence, Absolutely. by your presence rather mm. than hurt by it, mm. which is like, you know, that's just such a simple question to ask. It's like, do you want your presence to hurt people? Mm. And the majority of people would say no. No, and that's it. And it's like, well, how do you get to that point? It's like, oh, all of us have the potential within us to hurt others, to hurt the people around us. How do we get to that point where our presence is a benefit to people rather than a curse? And it's by making those decisions beforehand. It's by waking up every morning and saying, hey, this is how I want to react to things. This is how I want to interact with people. And and we do that very much informed by how God wants us to live in that. Absolutely. And also the thing is, I think, you know, when we don't react in the way that people, you know, some people actually can tend to try and fire you up or, you know, or expect yeah. a certain response from you. But when you, they oh, don't get the sure. response that you, that they are expecting and like you are mellow and you go, okay, no problems or, you know, and we're not reactive, but we're responsive, you know, um, respond differently, then that in itself, you know, calms the storm, you can say. Absolutely. You know, so we've actually, I love what she says, you know, just to be really thinking about how we respond very carefully and be an observer, yes, step back and be an observer and look at the whole situation rather than looking at it subjectively from your own point of view and assess your own emotions and assess okay, how and and what should I do in this space? I think that's really crucial, really great stuff to look at. So, yeah, yeah be objective rather than subjective. You know, develop your self-awareness, stay in good health, look at the real issue and then step back. In other words, be... Um, you know, an observer in, in that, in that situation. And we'll do a whole lot better in every kind of way because that way we won't lose control over our rational mind, um, or allow our passions to take over in any kind of way. It'll actually be a balance and in a healthy balance in every way. You're listening to the breakfast chat. Connect with us on 0491 and it has come time for our Bible study time. We are looking this week at Passion to the Powerful. We started the week looking at King Nebuchadnezzar yesterday. We looked at the story of Naaman, to which we actually had the beautiful text um, from Hannah this morning um, or late yesterday that we read out this morning of her little daughter even recognising that story. So even little children, even two-year-olds are listening to Faith FM Breakfast mm. Show in the mornings. How good is that? So today we're actually looking at Witnessing to the Learned, which is uh, we're actually looking particularly at Nicodemus. So yes. to actually get, we're going to get some background, but actually the Bible gives us a little bit of knowledge of who Nicodemus was as well. We're going to go to John chapter three. And this is a really cool and important passage. It's one of my favorite passages. Yeah. And uh, I love the interaction that Nicodemus actually has with Jesus, almost so, more so what I should say is what Jesus actually says to him mm. and the space that we can learn from this of what Jesus is actually saying to Nicodemus is also very relevant for all of us as mm. well. So let's have a read of John chapter 3, verse 1, and we're going to go from verse 1 to verse 12, and then we'll jump over a little bit later to some other verses that also relate to Nicodemus. That's right. Nicodemus, we read about him. Firstly, we encounter him in John chapter mm. 3 and verse 1, where the Bible says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So this guy, a man of influence, a man of prom prominence mm. in the community, like not only is he in the class of the Pharisees or in the group of the Pharisees, but also we know that he was interacting with the Sanhedrin. He was he was in 
like he would have been rich, he would have been influential. Absolutely. And he would have been, you know, one of the pillars or the hallmarks of first century theological thought. Yes. He would have been very much a part of the group directing that, you know, t- discussing Absolutely. what is it that God is requiring of us? How is it that, what is it, that, who is it that God is? And how does he act and how does he feel towards that? All of these questions, that would have been things that Nicodemus would have considered and then shared with others. Well, that's right. And that's why Jesus also calls him further on, he calls him teacher of Israel Mm. for those reasons, because he was knowledgeable in those areas and he was a leader and people looked up to him in every kind of way. But this is the first place in the Bible that we actually encounter him, isn't it? That's right. It's where we, we encounter him, but it's also where Jesus encounters him. And by this point, he is... Rising in status, you could say, teaching a lot and people are cottoning onto his teachings and mm-hmm. accepting them. Mm-hmm. Become to verse two, it says, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot enter the king or cannot see, sorry, the kingdom of heaven. So this is a really interesting passage. Like Nicodemus, Mm. he comes to him by night. And I feel like this is a passage that has been observed to death a little bit. If you're if you've been part of the Christian community for a long time, if you if you, if you uh, have heard sermons on this passage, you've heard the various commentary about them in in, in terms of oh yeah, he comes to G- Rabbi like Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night mm-hmm. because it's oh you know it's a bit undercover and it's not out in the mm-hmm. open and mm-hmm. but simultaneously he addresses him as Rabbi because he can he can see he's he bit, knows he's a teacher you know a key, he's a bit, key teacher he's a bit torn here he's yeah. like I can see the miracles that Jesus is doing mm. and how can I deny that as an mm. honest teacher of God's word? Mm. But then this guy kind of has a bad reputation amongst my people because he's seen as a bit radical. He's seen mm. as a bit revolutionary, but he comes to him and he says, Hey, you know, we know you're a teacher come from God. You know, no one else can do what you do, Jesus. Mm. And Jesus just completely ignores his flattery and mm. just gets right to the heart. Right of, to the very heart, doesn't he? Of the issue that potentially Nicodemus is having, having here. Because I love really what John does here as a writer. He mentions briefly about the fact that Nicodemus comes out at, at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, his key thing is, is, is about how he actually comes. Not so much the fact that it's at night time, but we're now going into the guts of, uh, of how he comes. Because here we move into a whole thing that Jesus covers about his spiritual condition. Mm. And I love that. So let's, let's keep unpacking that. Cause, he- oh, so, so here it is also in relation to the kingdom of God. Okay. Yeah. It's all in relation here to the kingdom of God. Awesome. Okay, we pick it up in verse 4. It says, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said this. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? 
Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Mm. So we see this interaction here that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. Again, his response here to Jesus' statement. Jesus says, like, most surely I say to you, this one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Jesus' response is a little bit facetious in a sense. He's like, how can a man be born again when he is old? Like, I feel as though Nicodemus in a way cottoned on to what Jesus was saying, but simultaneously didn't want to give full credence to the idea because there's an insinuation in that, that actually Nicodemus, you're kind of in the wrong. Absolutely. But here, what we also see, or should I say, and what we see here though is Nicodemus is, is partly looking at it spiritually, but he's particularly also looking at it very literally, isn't it? Mm. Because it can be taken both ways that he's actually seeing it. Because in those times they were actually teaching that babies were born of water in many ways. That you know the water that, that you know there was the resi- the water that comes out when the baby's born is that is the re- residual part of that water that they mm. were made out of. And so that's why he's kind of going like, "Hang on, I'm a bit confused here," because this is our belief of what we're we, you know we're believing at the time. But actually, it's actually you know that it's all part of that development process um and so he's looking at it partly literally and then yet there's a spiritual element to the how he's seeing it too yeah there's a spiritual aspect and i think jesus by this time already would have been well known for speaking in parables and we know that his disciples questioned him on that very fact like hey why are you always speaking in parables and nicodemus i think could have recognized that oh maybe jesus is speaking in a parable maybe Jesus, but he's just like What's your deal, Jesus? Like, again, his flattery is immediately met with, like, the statement from Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Uh, uh, what what are you telling me? I need to be born again? Like, come on, dude. And then... Yeah, as in he's going, like, do I have to be physically born again? But, you know, Jesus got moving on into this, into a more spiritual sense. Because it's all in relation to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And then Jesus continues here. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born into water and spirit. And this is where he just explains it to him straight. Mm. He cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, that which is flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And for Jesus here, as he's telling him this, he's like, look, you need to be born of the spirit. You need to have this this spiritual aspect in your life. And and again, reflecting on why it was Nicodemus was coming by night, mm. why it was that he was serving flattery. Again, and Nicodemus operates in a space of the Pharisees, in, a, in the mm. space of political, economic, and social pressure. And because of that, it's like every move that he makes is calculated to boost his presence in that. And I also think that Nicodemus is... A, f- a faithful spiritual guy. Absolutely. And, you know, he's been converted by Jesus' teaching. Obviously, that's right. to some degree, that's why he's coming to Jesus. And yet at the same time, you know, pride is preventing him from yeah. going like, oh, who cares what the other Pharisees think about me? Who cares what people say about me? Who cares that I'm in this position? I'll come to Jesus anyway. And But that's why he comes at night time. That's right. And here John's looking more at the how rather than the when. That's right. And I, so I like your highlight there, Danuta, of the idea of the kingdom of heaven mm. being the shift that's made here oh. and because the point that jesus is making is if you truly cared about the kingdom of heaven you would want to be born again spiritually. absolutely the moves that you're making nicodemus yes you're coming to me because you've seen the miracles you're like convicted you're like hey this is this is this is legit this is pretty real but simultaneously nicodemus you came to me by night because mm. you also care about your earthly status mm. in terms of the earthly kingdom mm-hmm. of israel you care about your mm-hmm. status you care about your social standing 100%. all these things but hey let's get something straight 
this is a matter of the spirit. That's this right. is a matter Nicodemus, this is a matter of your heart where you're at before God and seeing the kingdom of heaven, the the final and the better step than the kingdom of Israel here. And Jesus is really addressing it. We're gonna to continue to It goes right to the heart. That's right. We're gonna to continue to get to the heart. We're gonna to continue to unpack this more and more. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson, and it's come time for our very last quiz question for today. It always goes so fast, but we've had heaps of answers coming in. Keep them coming in. Remember to state it or star it if you want to play, but not actually go in the draw. That happens at quarter to nine on Friday. So take it away with our last one, please. Okay, here we go. In Proverbs 1, who calls aloud in the streets? Mm. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. Let me say that a little bit slower. In Proverbs 1, who calls aloud in the streets? 0491-064-669. If you know the answer to that one, you're going to the draw to win our two amazing prizes for this week, Preaching from the Grave, Fidaitis Nadayim Gabe, as well as the men's, the Anzacs Revere, the story of William McKenzie. We want to give both of these to you absolutely for free, and all you have to do is answer questions correctly to pick that one up. So 0491-064-669. Absolutely. And we're continuing our Bible study time looking at Nicodemus, a fabulous story here um, in John chapter 3, a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus. He's a ruler of the Jews, prominent person, prominent teacher in Israel. Mm. And he comes to Jesus at nighttime. Mm. And he says, what I'm, what must I do um, to be born? Uh, sorry. He says, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And then mm. we're unpacking that, what it actually means, because this whole passage is in relation to the kingdom of heaven. So do you want to keep reading from where we picked off before, please? Yeah, for sure. We're picking it up again. We had read through John chapter 12, uh, sorry, John chapter 3 up until verse 12. And we come to this point here, Jesus is saying, unless one is born of the spirit, sorry, yeah, and not just of water, but from the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. We get to this one here. It says, the wind blows, this is verse 8, where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And, well, this is uh, relating to the nature of the Holy Spirit's work, that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is an agent in and of itself. Like the Mm. Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead, a being, but the work of the Holy Spirit isn't such in which the Holy Spirit shows up to you and says, hey, I'm going to do this. But no, rather we work in tandem with the Holy Mm. Spirit. And again, being informed by God's word to be able to meet God's purposes and achieve God's goals that he has through us. And I think, by the way, this is the best way that God can act and operate because we know that there is a negative force out at work, that the enemy Mm. is also at work. And if God is like, okay, this is what I look like, this is what I sound like, and this is how I come to you as a person, I feel like that would just be so easy to... It would be so easy to impersonate and it would be so easy to counterfeit. Whereas the way that the Holy Spirit works is in conjunction with the truth of the Bible, working in our hearts, opening up those doors and, you know, real power coming in. And and this is what Jesus is saying. Like, again, you're a teacher of Israel. 
you're in this position of influence and leadership, leading people to a higher spiritual revelation mm. and understanding. You need to have the Holy Spirit mm. working in your life, mm. working in your heart. And as we were saying in the close of the last section before the song there, is that that is far and above, you know, the, the works of the kingdom of heaven and establishing the kingdom of heaven. It's above your status. It's mm. above It's above your social setting. It's mm. above your economic success. It is the be-all and end-all of the work that you have to do is to make sure, hey, am I born again? Am I being led of the spirit? Mm. Am, I, am I sharing this truth with the world? Because obviously the Pharisees and the class of the Pharisees had consistently and continually continually failed to do so. Absolutely, they did. And, of course, you know, here then it actually moves on to the fact is what is the answer about that whole thing towards the kingdom of heaven as well, about being born again? Because he then says, doesn't he, in verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the Mm. wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then the two most well-known verses in the Bible – Mm. Round the world uh, come up, come in this passage because verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but mm. have everlasting life. For God did not son, send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And then it continues that he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light and that, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have done what they have done in God. And so mm. right here he's saying, like Moses lifted up the serpent, because, you know, if we go back to Exodus and in the wilderness, of course, you know, the Israelites were dying, you know, and, mm. um, and a lot of it, you know, they, they had the poisonous snakes around, but they, he made bronze, bronze cross with the serpent on that. And as mm. people looked up, they were saved. They were healed. And here's the thing, though. It's not the snake that saved them, but that was symbolizing, of course, the fact that Jesus would one day die on the cross. And here it is about Jesus being loved, lifted, lifted up. And so right here for Nicodemus, it's a learning curve about saying, hey, buddy, you're not being saved by your race or your nation or your position or by who you are. It's mm. actually by the fact when Jesus is lifted up and when you come to Jesus and you surrender your life to him, he's the one that can and mm. will save you. I love that because yeah. it's the only way to the kingdom of heaven. In other words, it's not works-based. It's by the grace of Jesus Christ and what yeah. he has done for us, in us, and f- through uh, you know what he does for us and is doing for us mm. now as he intercedes on our behalf in heaven and what he will do for us. Mm. I love that. And what Jesus is saying here is serving as a bit of a warning to Nicodemus here. He's like, hey, buddy, even though you're experiencing some level of social and economic and career success, the tide is against the Pharisees. The tide is against this perspective that is against essentially me because I've got this work to do here. This is the way that the Holy Spirit's working. And you've seen it. You've Mm. seen the miracles. That's Mm. what Nicodemus says to begin with. He's like, no one can do what you do. And it's like, that should be proof enough for you, you know, along with the sure word of prophecy and of the testimony, you know, 
you can see this is the way the Holy Spirit's going. And without that true conversion, without being born again, without accepting Jesus into your life, you'll fall short of it because that's essentially what happens to the, uh, that's essentially what happens to the Pharisees. And I love, if I can just read one verse here where it says, because the, the question is, okay, if Jesus came and died for these people, like how can they be lost? How, how can the Pharisees go against this? This is in verse 19. It says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And it's like, hey, mm. despite the learnedness of the Pharisees, the evil deeds of the Pharisees and the love of the world of the Pharisees, these people of riches and these people of influence is going to lead them against the light of the world, me, and is going to lead them into hurt. It's going to lead them into darkness, and it's going to lead them to a place where they are—they're on the outside. You know, they're mm. they're against the tide of what God has done, and we see that come to fruition in a very real sense by the time that Peter comes. Uh, sorry, not Peter, but Stephen comes around. They stone Stephen, and from there, the gospel goes to the rest of the world because it's like doesn't it, yeah the 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 Jewish nation, the Israelites, they have rejected yeah the way that the spirit has moved. They've rejected the light. Mm. And so it's like, how can we accept the light? Well, we need to be born again. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's why I love this story. There's so much within it, you know, but it's not status. It's not actually our race or our nation by which we're stayed, uh, saved. It's not by knowledge in any kind of way. It's actually through Jesus Christ mm. as our Savior. Mm. And, of course, Nicodemus became a follower of Jesus and he was there also at the cross. We read that in John 7 and 19 as well. So mm. we want to encourage you to give Jesus a go. Let him be your Savior. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is coming soon and he wants to see you safe. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening mm. to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It's Powerful. come time for us to give the answers to our quiz questions, please. Yeah, that's right. Hey, all of our answers today came from Proverbs chapter 1. And I was feeling like, man, what if we just read through Proverbs 1? But Proverbs 1 is like... 33 verses long and oh it's beautiful actually the encouragement is that you read through proverbs chapter one but also we've got some good text messages here Mm. so we'll jump into some answers really quickly and then read some of those texts hey at the beginning of proverbs which king is credited for the proverbs that was none other than solomon according to proverbs one what is the beginning of knowledge it is the fear of the Lord. Hey, next one here, according to Proverbs 1. What two people should a son listen to? Their father and their mother. And all the parents out there are rejoicing that I just said that. And I to- wholeheartedly agree. Kids, listen to your parents. In mm. Proverbs chapter 1, <laughs> it is useless to spread a net in front of what kind of animals? And the answer to that one is birds. You know, you can you can net up a fish, you can net up a bunch of things. But, hey, the, again, the birds... They're just going to take off and fly above those nets. And then finally here in Proverbs 1, who calls aloud in the streets? And the answer to that one is wisdom. Wisdom is calling aloud in the streets. It's speaking to us from all different angles. And I'll actually, I love that section. I'll just quickly read it in verse 20. It says, wisdom calls aloud in the streets. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries out to chief concourses at the openings of the gates of the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity for scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge? And I think it really just gives credence here to the idea that, you know, our actions, and this is something that's, um, that Paul's right 
Paul writes about in the book of Romans, it's like all creation cries out aloud against your sin. You know, from the beginning of creation, like we know, we understand when the wrong mm-hmm. thing, wrong things are happening, when sin is happening, when it's going on. And yet for some reason we are, we love sin. We persist in sin and there is such a need. Wisdom is calling out saying, Hey, stop it. <laughs> That's it. Move on. That's it. Love that. Hey, we've got a few text messages we want to read here. David says, sorry, Danuta, for the Google's bad spelling. That was earlier with the Polish writing, but all good, David. I thought I thought overall it was fantastically spelt, so really well done. Alan writes, thank the Lord for Jennifer. This is Jennifer's mm. cues on emotional health that we're talking about with her in our interview today. Thank the Lord for Jennifer and her God-given talent to want to help others. I think she should have her own show on Faith FM. Wink. Oh, I love that. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. It would bless so many of the of of God's people, um, as in you know everyone that that Jesus loves and all of our listeners in every way with the pressures of this fallen world. Anyway, may God continue to bless the morning crew and the chosen. Love you guys lots. Keep safe and Godspeed. Thank you. And also, Alan writes. Also, if you could keep me in your prayers, please, as I'm doing a career change in the new year, starting teaching pathway at Avondale University. I don't know how good of a teacher. A front rower from the Scorps will make. <laughs> you might need to explain that one. Oh, but so God good. is leading me, so I must follow. God bless. Okay, so fantastic. Thanks so much, uh, Alan, so, for that. Scorps. So Alan that? is from the beautiful town of Toronto, where I grew up. And I like I was living there up until the beginning of this year. I moved down to my uni. But, uh, yeah, Toronto, the local football team there, like the NRL-type team, rugby league team, is the Scorpions. Mm. And I disclosed on air one time about my my prolific career with the Toronto Scorps, which is that uh, I played one year of under-8s footy when I was, you know, I think it was 2006 or something like that. And, uh, you know, Alan has reached out since and said, oh, I played with the Scorps too. I'm a Toronto local, you know, played, you know, you know junior footy growing up and whatnot. And so, hey, shout out. Alan and front rower as well. You're a big boy. I'm short. I'm still short. Like I'm, <laughs> I was short growing up. I was, uh, and I'm still a little short guy. But man, front rower, you, you mate, you mate. So you're gonna be intimidating up the front of the classroom, maybe. But maybe it'll it'll entice the kids. Like you need to get your work done. Yeah, that's right. And look, you know, I'm sure. I mean, God's calling you. He's gonna gift you as well, that's and you'll right. learn so much. Mm. You know. As you go through with studies, Avondale is such a fantastic place, mm. you know, right in the heart of Kurumbong mm. and Avondale University, it, you know, scored the highest for the, you know, amongst students for what they feel about yeah, their student satisfaction, student and satisfaction student experience. That's it, their yeah. experience at a university. So great place to go there. And, um, so many new students are, are going there. And of course you love it. And so many others do as well. Absolutely. You're listening to the breakfast show with Danuta and Lawson. We've come to the end of our show all too quickly once again but we've had a fabulous show of in great interactions uh, with our listeners and loads of answers to the quiz um, questions as well hey we want to leave you with a thought for today about us being born to have an abundant life john 10 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i come that you may have life and have it 
abundantly. Isn't mm. that fabulous? Absolutely. What a mighty God we have. Yeah. Love that. Okay, keep on listening to our show. When we finish off, you know, Tassie Encounters is coming on. Today is Wednesday as well. So I think Aussie, Aussie Pastor might be on, I think, as well. But Looking you know, up. Looking up as well. So just keep on listening. Looking up is, you know, 3.30 to 5.30. So what have we got for our free giveaway for today? Please? i got a book this morning. It's by Ray Youngin, and it's called A Time for Departing, How Ancient mystical practices are uniting Christians with the world's religion. And this is just all about making differentiations and making it clear what is Christian nature and then what is kind of worldly or spiritualism and how those things are coming together and and how we need to be aware of that. I Mm. think this is so key. This is so important and very much relating to, you know, we're seeing the advice is given to Nicodemus, follow the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But then there are some some misconceptions that's now seeping into Christianity in the modern era about what that actually looks like. And this book is all about making those distinctions. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Text book to that number. The first text to through will get this book. 0491-064-669. And remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.